Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And guess what, y'all? This is the midweek of Wimbledon. We are at the midpoint, and we are coming at you, wanting to do some reviews, talk about how poorly we estimated who was going to win. How poorly you estimated who was going to win. I'm feeling pretty good about my predictions right about now. Yeah, might as well. See, I reached out there a little too far, y'all. I went out there a little too far. But you know what? It's all good regardless because that is sport. It is unpredictable. Things get crazy. But you know what? We enjoy it and we go along for the ride. So we are going to just do a little bit of a midweek review, uh, talk about the matches we saw, go into some things that uh, we see happening as it relates to uh, the tournament ending. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about other special things that are going on on the Wimbledon grounds. Bryce, what what stood out to you just at a high level thus far at, at Wimbledon, the championships? Well, you know, I have really enjoyed a lot of the matches that occurred in the first week. Mm. Um, of course, you know, you know the grounds are all abuzz about Coco Golf. Coco, right? yes. And we're definitely going to talk about her a little more uh, later, but I'm really surprised she's in the fourth round. Okay. I knew she had a chance to beat Venus, but I probably would not have put her all the way in the fourth round. And see, you did better than me because I didn't think she was going to be Venus at all. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Venus was going to be like, you know what, youngster, you were not ready for this, and I'm putting things on you. When in fact, Coco was like, yeah, older sister. Um, unfortunately, I need to, I need to, I need to make this my breakout, and <laughs> that is what she's doing. But of course, like I said, we're gonna get on to the Coco bandwagon and yes, all the fun will. stories later. Um, but yeah, man, let's uh, let's let's talk about some of this stuff. Okay, so why don't I know we typically start with the ladies' draw, but since there's so much juice in the ladies' draw, um, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's take a look at the men's draw and what were some of the developments in the first week. And, and one of the things that I want to call out mm-hmm. is that we often talk about the next gen, right? Next gen, the yeah. next group of players that are coming out there and are going to supplant eventually Roger Federer and Djokovic and Nadal. Right. I think one of the themes for the first week was some of these next gen people we've been talking about, they ain't ready. Yeah, they're not. They, they're just not ready. They got scurred. They got scurred. They got scurred and got spanked up on, and a couple of them really, really surprised me. Right, and this is one of the things I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Is it's very easy, even with the Coco Golf situation, mm-hmm. it's very easy for the media and the people at large to get so excited and hyped up after a win or two. Right. But the truest of all indicators of a champion is their longevity and their consistency, right? There's a whole bunch of players that can come out and do it, you know, a couple of times a year, right? But who is that person that's really doing it all year long? And that's one of the things that I just kind of caution people. With these young players, they're early in their career, and they're going to be ups and downs, right? Right. So although Coco Goff is doing great in this tournament, if she loses in the first round of the next tournament, you can't be disappointed in her. She's 15 years old. She's not expected at this point to have that level of consistency. But that's the one thing I fear when I see the media and people at large just get so behind. You saw how they got behind Opelka. Right. After the the um, the Varica match. And yeah. I was telling someone, 
they were like, oh, this Opelka, he's out, he's new, he's great, whatever. And it's like, we've known about Opelka for quite a while. Part of the problem is, and this was even before he lost the very next round. Right. I stated, he has these great wins, but then he hasn't been able to back him up. And I said, and we saw that once again. So just to everyone with the new people, let's just I think you might need to remind John McElroy of that because he... He got a bond off the Opelka in that next match. He was just, I, I think John expected a little bit more from him. And he was just like, what is this? This is bad effort. And I, I don't think he said bad effort, but he was just kind of on his back. And, and I agree with you. I mean, Opelka's what, like 21 maybe? Right. So 22 at the at the, at the the oldest. So, you know, you got to give these kids enough time to develop and, and, and get right. And it's going to take some time for them to be able to, to build that consistency. Yeah. So I... I agree with you 100%. But that being said, let's talk about some of the people we expected to get it done that Mm -hmm. couldn't even get it done in the first round. Yes, sir. So uh, let's start with one of your predictions to to go far in this tournament. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you was going to go there. Just because he's the first name I've seen coming down the draw, okay? Uh Grigor Dimitrov. You want to talk about him? No, no, I do not. Because that son of a bitch, he let me down. I, I don't even know who Motet is. I don't even know. I ain't seen the boy name. I ain't never seen him. So I'm like, Grigor is definitely going to win this match. I had him going through, I think, making it to at least the fourth round. And he just, he just let me down. I didn't even get to see the match. All I know is I saw the score and I was like, what in the hell is going on around here? And what was disappointing was the fact that he won the first two sets. It, exactly. It's like, Grigor, what? I, I don't know. I think, honestly, it boils down to confidence because I don't think he's injured or anything. I think, I just, I just think mentally he is not in a good space. I mean, he's got a new coach now and I just, I don't know. I think, I still think that Nicole Scherzinger thing is... <laughs> <laughs> I think she done put it on him some kind of right. He, his mind done got lost someplace. But yeah, he, he, he sure did get lost in that first round match, and that's why he's saying bye bye to Wimbledon. <laughs> right. Hardcore, here I come. So, oh, so anyway, mm. uh, he got popped out in the first round. Yes, sir. Uh, now, Gael Monfils didn't make it out of the first round, but he pulled out, he retired in this match. Do you? I didn't I didn't get a chance to find out what that was all about. I was just so very disappointed that he had to, you know, had to had to, you know, retire, pull out of that match. That was very disappointing. But you know, with Gael, he's exciting, but with all of that excitement comes a lot of injuries, man. He just he just at times just can't keep that body a hundred percent. And and that's what's really been difficult about, you know, him getting big results over over his career right. is that there's always some type of injury that he's dealing with. But he's still my boy. Still love me some Gael. Still going to support him and root for him anytime I see him. But that was a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, go uh, Umber for <laughs> right. being like, all right, I'm going to take this opportunity to do some things. And quietly, yeah, <laughs> he told Felix Ajay Ali, I see him. He was like, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> Am I scared of you? <laughs> apparently, now Bryce, get this. They apparently played in the juniors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I right. heard about that story. I and did, yeah. So he was kind of like, Felix, hmm, like you like Caesar Class's <laughs> game. Bitch, I like your game. 
Because <laughs> he was like, am I scared of you? I'm about to get up on this. Right. And made his way to the fourth round. He so, did. He did. Dude, can't be mad at that, right? No. Now, you know, he's going to be singing Boys to Men here in a second. Because yes, sir. Because Djokovic is going to be like, um, who? Um, who? <laughs> <laughs> Right? People were like, no, son. Right. You ain't ready for this. I'm number one. <laughs> so, let's talk about some more first-round failures. Yes. So, now, we shouldn't have been surprised with CC Pat. No, we shouldn't have been surprised. He, I mean, he really didn't show up during the lead-up tournaments. And I may have mentioned this in the last episode. I'm not sure or not. But he was playing Fabiano in the first round. And Fabiano just came off of making it to the finals of one of the warm-up tournaments for, for Wimbledon. So, right. Um, I knew that was going to be a tough out for him, and yeah, he couldn't get the out. Yeah, and I think with CC Pass, and I agree with you. I think with CC Pass, he's so good on clay. I think it's a hard transition, even though he's got a very his game has all that variety. Mm-hmm. He's got that one hander. He can do the slicing, all the right components for grass, in my opinion. But you've got to be able to put those things together, and I don't know that he's quite at that point yet where he's going to really be able to excel uh-huh. on grass. Just yet. I right. feel like he will get some great results in his career. It just takes a little bit more time to make that transition from clay to grass. And I just didn't think that he'd be able to make that happen. Right. So unfortunately, you know, Fabiano was like, yeah, son, you ain't ready for this. Right. And, and you know what? And this just goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Even with all the success, that CC Pass has had up to this point, yep. he still has a lot of room to develop, right? Yes, and yes. and he's young, and and I think I likened him to Osaka. Mm-hmm. I think they are both players that eventually will be very good on grass. Yes. They just have not developed that skill set yet. Right on, uh, brother. Right on. So, <laughs> now, someone else who I wasn't surprised oh, didn't Jesus. get out the first round. Oh, Jesus, people. <laughs> I know where you're going on this one. Alexander Zverev. Now, look, you guys are going to think that I, I feel some type of way about these people personally. I really don't. I, I can just only report on what I see. This first round loss for Zverev to Vesely, I saw this coming a mile away, right? He hasn't been doing anything leading up to this tournament. He always cracks in the Grand Slam. I don't know how you cannot say that just being in a Grand Slam is now mental for him. And I'm looking online every day mm-hmm. to see when Yvonne Lindell is saying, dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm out. I got to go. You know, Yvonne, hang with him a little bit. I'm going to still try and be on the boy bandwagon. But let me tell you, you talk about somebody who was disappointed. Because remember, y'all, I had this fool going all the way to, I believe, the finals. Um, <laughs> you did, and and, and 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 listeners may want to go back and listen to that episode where I was like, "What are you doing? Just picking all the people whose names are in black and in bold on the draw? Really? I mean, come on! You bring on Yvonne Lindo to your staff. I'm thinking that you 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 know you got your mind right that you're gonna be able to do something. And in truth, at the beginning of that match, he actually was playing some great tennis. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know what flip switched or switch flipped or whatever you want to call it. But Yuri Vesely was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm playing Sausage Bear. I can win this match. And he started taking it to him. And mm-hmm. literally, he was just like, anybody scared of you? 
He pulled out his jar of Vaseline <laughs> and put on the boxing gloves and was like, I'm going to throw some Hail Marys at you. And and it was landing them. Yeah. It was literally landing them, dude. And I, it just, you know, it it just extremely disappoints. So you talk about somebody that needs to go and do it, take a step back and and get their mind right. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's nothing physical. It's not physical. Absolutely not He physical. has the physical tools to win. And I watched a good portion of that match. Yeah. And I could see it. You know when you can see somebody's face? They got scared. That he was He's scared. scared. He, he was scared. scared. He, he was, scared. was like, oh my God, what is going on? Right. And you can't be scared, Sasha. You can't be scared, friend. Yvonne uh-huh. Wendell was never scared. <laughs> no, he was not. And, and even Andy Murray. even Andy Murray was never scared. No. Never. Even when he should have been a few times. Quietly. Right? Quietly. So you need to let Yvonne and all of that confidence kind of pour over you and mm-hmm. get your, get yourself right. Because, you know, you will lose Yvonne with the quickness if you continue with these L's. Right. And speaking of L's, let's continue mm-hmm. to your next prediction <laughs> that you <Goodness>. had. <laughs> which was the, the first round matchup between Dominique Team. Oh. And Sam Query. And Isaac, yeah. I just want you to remind the listeners, how far did you have Dominique Team going in the draw? Oh, my God. I hate you right Because you were wrong if it was anything past the first <laughs> round. But just, where I, did you have him going? I literally had him getting to the quarters because I thought that if he could get past Sam Query, he would be able to handle up. And I still actually believe that he would be able to handle up on the folks that Sam Query is beating up on. I mean, come on now. He had to play uh, John Millman's. He would have beat up on Millman. He had to beat up on this. He's about to play tennis anger, and I predict he's going to spank him up and send him back to the America. And, I mean, it's just like I just made one bad prediction. <laughs> and you know and you know why he cannot beat up on those other people? Why? Because he's too full for me in that bagel that <laughs> Sam Query gave him in the final set. When he got fed that bagel... <laughs> He had to go sit down somewhere. He was like, well, I'm full. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty mean. I mean, Sam, I tell you what, though, brother. Sam Curry look good. Sam Curry is like, listen, I'm on grass. Yeah. I feel good. I ain't played in a while. I'm about to put it on y'all. And he is definitely doing that. So I absolutely think he is going to make that quarterfinal. Um, and it will be very interesting at that point. You're right. It, it will be. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what was an interesting match, another mm-hmm. first round interesting match, was Shapovalov. Yeah. Shapovalov, excuse me. Yeah. Against Barankas? Yeah, yeah. That, that. I didn't foresee that. That should happen, to be honest with you. I know where Carlos Barankas, you know, he's kind of a journeyman player. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen him play before. In fact, when I was volunteering at one of the, the UCLA tournaments, I had a chance to, to, to meet him. Nice young man. Very nice. Very early on in his career. Um, but, you know, he's got a clean game, but it shouldn't have been anything that Shapovalov shouldn't have been able to handle. Right. And unfortunately, again, I think with him, similar to, you know, some of the other younger guys that we've been talking about, especially like Zverev, he, he's got some confidence issues going on right now. Well, I just, he's not getting the results that I would expect him to get, given his game and given what he produced last year. I don't know if it's right. a sophomore slump. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, now, I know everybody has a right to have a life. Mm-hmm. But I've just been peeping Shapovalov's social media. Mm-hmm. And when he loses, yeah. he's definitely out there living his best life <laughs> in Mykonos and all these other different places. And right. I'm not saying he can't do that. Right. But right. you hear so many times that when a player loses, like mm-hmm. one of the top players, they hit the practice towards right. even harder. Right. And 
it seems to me when I see Shapovalov lose, yeah, I he, see him on some island yeah. or he's out kicking it he somewhere. So, on, right. right, so he might need to get his focus right. Um, yeah. You know, he may be enjoying success a little bit too much right now. Yeah, we still love you though, Dennis. He we fight. We do. I really do like him. I think he's a good player. Remember when we were watching him warm up at the Australian Open? That's with, right. Uh, yeah. Who was he hitting with? He was. I thought it was Sam Query. It, it, it was Sam Query. Yeah, it was Sam, Sam Query. Yeah. They was batting that ball around, folks. Woo. They were. They, whew, they was beating that ball up. It was. It was awesome to see. Awesome. Well, we don't have to worry about them meeting in this tournament. So <laughs> no, we do not. Now, what I want to do is I want to call out two really important matches that happened in the second round. Yeah, yeah. And one of those matches was, I was very surprised to see in the second round, Marin Cilic go out to Sousa. Please help me understand that one. Um, yeah, Jao Sosa is a very interesting player, very consistent. He's got that weird grunt. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that grunt be killing me. It sounds, but very, it sounds really extra. It, it is very me. extra. It, it sounds very <laughs> extra. But, Bryce, like you said, not something I saw. It, well, once again, messed up my prediction. Because <laughs> right. I had Chillage going to at least the fourth round, if not quarters. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I don't understand that one. I it it, it definitely confused me. I thought that Chillage was going to really, you know, really get himself back on solid footing in this tournament because, mind you, he's not had a good 2019. He's been a bit shaky. There's been some matches that he should have won that he's lost, and they talked about it, you know. So, but I thought, all right, Wimbledon. He loves the grass. He loves this tournament. He's gonna get himself right, and 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 everything will be good. For him to lose to Zhao, mm -hmm. that's a big loss. I think uh, mentally, that's gonna mess with him. That's gonna mess with him. And it and, should. Yeah, and it should because yeah. should, there's no way he should have lost that match. It's just you you figure out a way to win in those types of matches. Right. So so that's that's very very disappointing. Right. And the other second-round match that I want to highlight, which, as far as I'm concerned, has been the top match on the men's side of the draw, uh, at least in terms of interest and anticipation, yeah. was Nick Kyrgios against Rafael Nadal. Lord Jesus. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you what. Now, people, there are a lot of different perspectives <coughs> and, and opinions on Nick Kyrgios, right? Yes. Some people are like, oh, he's disrespectful to the game. He's disrespectful to opponents, some of the shots he hits are disrespectful, he doesn't take the game as seriously as he should. Look, I just want to give my thoughts on Kyrgios real quick. Go ahead, dude. I know the frustration because the man is immensely talented, right? Yes, and yes, when you see that level of talent, you want to see it reach its fullest potential. Yes. Right? Now, like, honestly, a lot of people in this world, we have jobs. And Kyrgios is different from a lot of the other players because he looks at tennis as a job. Right. It affords him a certain lifestyle. It's something he does very well. But we are so conditioned to wanting every player to be number one and to break all the record, record books and all that. He's not interested in that. How many people in the world have a job where they're not trying to be the CEO of the company, right? <laughs> right. I have my job. I like my job. Make sure my paycheck's yeah, on time, right? Make sure right? my check is there. I'm trying to get them coins. That is his that's his perspective. And I think we honestly have to respect that. We have to. Absolutely you know? have to respect that. 
because that's his choice. As a professional tennis player, he has that choice. If he is good enough to be able to make the draws, if he is good enough to mm-hmm. be able to beat the top players when he chooses to, yep. then you know what? That is his right. That and there's right. nothing that anybody else can do about it. So, you know, I, they did an interview with Cliff Drysdale. I, I thought it was so awesome because I love Cliff. I, I do, too. I think He's Cliff, getting old, though, but... <laughs> But I love the fact that he was just like, I get so entertained by this mm-hmm. guy. And I am of the same opinion. I feel like I, he is just a great thing for the sport because he brings a lot of the attention. He brings what's sort of been missing in the past, that edge, mm-hmm. that rivalry. Yep. Uh, y'all can't tell me that that Rafa Kyrgios lead up was not popping. Yep. You cannot tell me everybody was like, oh, I got to tune into this because there's going to be some fireworks. Right. So that is why. Because mm-hmm. they've got that little edge. You've got that little fire right there. That mm-hmm. is what Nick brings to tennis. And right. I don't see anything wrong with it. And like you just said, he is choosing to treat tennis as his job. There is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So get off his back for that. Right. Now, I agree with you. Some of the antics, you know, throwing the chair on the court, yeah. all that oh, bullshit. Yeah, Nick, right. you need to let that shit go. Because that, to me, is not right. That's right. childish. Go and put that to the side. But as far as how you treat this sport and how you see it, if you see it as a job, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't mm-hmm. let nobody else tell you that there's anything wrong with that. You do you. And that's right. what he's doing. Right. He comes on the court with his Nike gear on. He loves basketball. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with any of that. So, folks... But to me, treat it as it is. As he sees it, you have to allow him that. You right. can't expect him to be a Roger Federer if he doesn't want to be. Right. And, it, and he basically has said, I don't want to be. Exactly. So get off of it. Right. I And, you know, it's interesting to me with Nadal because Nadal to me has three of the most interesting um, relationships mm-hmm. on the tour, right? Yes. So you, he and Federer have this love fest, right? <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, they're the top two winning Grand Femme titles, yes. and just it's the matchup everybody wants to see because it's everybody's two favorites, right? Right. He has this uh, this relationship with Djokovic where they've met more mm-hmm. than anybody else, right? right? And and it's very tight. I think they only separated by maybe one or two, one or two wins, right? Two wins, and they've yeah. kind of gone back and forth, so that's probably like the most competitive one. Right. And then he has this relationship with Kyrgios, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's the very like... That's fire. Yeah, that's ice fire. and fire type mm-hmm. thing, right? Yes, sir. And, you know, but it's funny, you know, kudos to Nadal for having each one of these relationships. It's clear... The one with with uh, Curios is the one that irks him. Ooh, right? It gets un- Ooh, it gets under his skin. Yes. I noticed he was uh, he was in an interview with uh, Darren Cahill mm-hmm. and I think Chris McHenry, I believe, who I love by the way. Yes, yes. And they were trying to ask him about the Curios match, and he was just acting like he was so over it. He was He's just, just like, like, I'm past oh, I'm just I'm tired of talking about this. What he doesn't get is that that. Rivalry mm-hmm. with uh, with Curios is bringing a lot of excitement to the game, right? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. some of these other ones, yeah, him and 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 Djokovic is great because they mess with me in time, but it's kind of boring, right? Mm-hmm. He and Roger, yeah, that's exciting because you're pulling for one or the other. It is the contrast. It's right? the contrast, right? Yeah. But it's you know they love yeah. each other and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> so we're here and there at each other's houses for coffee in the morning. Ah. <laughs> 
I like when Kyrios came on and said, yeah, I was trying to hit the ball. I tried to hit that ball straight through his chest, right? If you yes, at the net, yes. be ready be for ready. something that comes at the be net, ready. right? Exactly. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. I got excited for it. I can't wait for them to play again. Oh, my goodness. I'm with you, Bryce. That, to me, that matchup was, it was fire. It was, actually, it was absolutely, in my opinion, what tennis needed, especially on the men's side. Right. You've got to have some fire sometime. And to me, Nick brings that fire. Nick I, brings it. I absolutely loved it. Did you see? <laughs> now, I know one shot that you love, that drop shot uh, service winner that you hit on the yeah. <laughs> Love it. Because, <laughs> yes, viewers, uh, Bryce does have that shot, and, yes, he does use it uh, in recreational play. Yes, he does. <laughs> He has caught me and others completely off guard on many occasions. Yes, he has. Shout out, Marsha. Uh, but, you know, it... <laughs> so, anyway, let's talk about that match. One of yes. the things that made the match good, in addition to the little extra energy they have there, yeah. is that I think they both played really well. They did. They right? did. Especially Nadal. Nadal definitely played well. Yeah, Nadal stepped his game up. He did. He brought he brought it because there were a couple instances where you know Nick Nick was he was you know he had his energy right and he when he pulled out that second set I was like okay yeah I was uh-huh. like we we in for some good stuff now but uh, but hey and kudos to Nadal for coming through tiebreakers. He had not won a single tiebreaker against Nick in their former meeting. So for him to be able to pull out those last two and pull out the match, yes. Nadal was on his, Nadal knew what was up. He mm-hmm. was like, you know what? This is one of those statement matches. Yep. And I need to make this statement because I, I, can't, I can't. No, I, I can't go out like that. I can't go out like that. So kudos to him for not only handling up on, on, on Nick, but then in the next round, <laughs> He was like, hey, Joe Wilfred. <laughs> He's like, you may give Roger some issues, but bitch, you ain't going to give me no issue. Well, and you know, and, and, and that brings me to my, my Sheila E segment, right? Which I love is it. The people that got beat like a drum, right? And love that's it. the first one, right? Rafael Nadal. I was, okay, mm. listeners, remember, Sanga is one of my personal favorites. Mm. I hope to meet him one day. Yes. Um, but he did not show up for that match. Yes. He, uh, what was it, 6-2, 6-3, 6-2? Yes. I could damn near go get beat by Nadal. <laughs> six, that score. Somebody else yeah. who didn't show up. And we talked about him already. Mm-hmm. Opelka against Rihanna. Right, After right. that excellent win, if that, this is my problem with him. He he has some good wins, and then he can never seem to back it up. Well, and that's why McEnroe was on his back, because it just seemed like once he lost that first set to, to, to Rayonich, he just lost all his confidence. And, I mean, there is no reason that someone like an Opelka uh, should should just get, you know, spanked up 6-2-6-3 in the second. I mean, 6-2-6-1, excuse me. So get a whole biscuit and a breadstick. Uh, no. With as big as he is, with that serve that he got, you yep. do not, there is no fathomable reason for you getting a whole biscuit and a breadstick. Right. Your serve is big enough that you should at least be able to pull three games. Exactly. I'm sorry. Right. I totally so, agree. And that's why I feel like John McEnroe was on Opelka's back because he was like, no, that's unacceptable to go out like that. Right. And it was because, again, mentally when he lost that tiebreaker, and mind you, he did lose that tiebreaker 7-1. So that is a bit demoralizing. But still, you get back on the saddle and you keep fighting. And at that point, he just lost it. Right. Sad. And, but who just 
stole mm. the Sheila E. segment mm. was our boy Bernard Tobin. <laughs> Good lord. He didn't show up so bad that Wimbledon said, we didn't even pay you for this. like, this year, not giving you no coins. You did not get our coins he did not for se- that effort. No. He did not secure the bag. It's a bitch, no. He did not secure the bag. <laughs> That's a shame. That's bad. When they like, you know what? You didn't put up enough effort, so we about to take our coins back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Jesus, that's funny. <laughs> but, you know, even with those crazy results, yeah. Isaac, yeah. you know, we still have the main folks in, right? We, we do. Have, we have Djokovic. Yes, sir. Um, we have Nadal. Mm-hmm. We have Federer. Yes. And I can't remember what commentator said it, but the chances of the winner of Wimbledon just not being one of those three yeah. is just so unlikely. Um, I mean, of the people that are left, I, I honestly can't, without laughing, name <laughs> another, another one of them that would get through two of them. Right. I, I don't see it. I I have to agree with you, Bryce. I just, it, it would be tough for me to see them getting through, like, like you said, it would... I, it would take a, a, a humongous effort, and I just don't know that I see that out of any of the remaining people. Potentially Rayonich, only because he has made it to the final before at Wimbledon, so you never can underestimate that big old serve and forehand of his. But you know, at, it, I just don't see him getting past Djokovic. Yeah, that's the thing. I just, I just think that I think to me, you got to write Djokovic into the final right there. So, did you? Bryce, do you want to go ahead and just maybe do the predictions? I mean, we're on the men's side. Let's go ahead and just wrap up the men's side, and, and, and then we'll jump over to the women's side. So, How do you want to do this? Do you want to run through the quarters again? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Let's just kind of talk about who we see doing, making it through the quarters and then semis, and then we can talk about who we find, see in the finals matchup. Okay. Yeah. So starting at the top of the draw, mm-hmm. I predict that the quarterfinals will be Djokovic versus Gofan. Okay. Yep. Then Rayonic versus Batista Agut. Gotcha. And honestly, I can't disagree because those were my predictions as well. All right. Um, I don't know that I see anybody coming through um, the, your selections. Pair is always someone that's just very interesting to me. But I think with Batista Agut's flat strokes, yep. I think he's going to be able to, to pull that one out. So and I think right he's too consistent. Yeah. Prepare, yeah, right? I agree. I'm 100%. All right. How so, about that other side? So, on the bottom half, yeah. I have Query versus Nadal, mm-hmm. and I have Kukushkin versus Federer. Ooh, you think Kukushkin going to pull that upset, huh? <laughs> I do, because I think he has much more of a grass court game than Nishikori does. Mm. And the only reason I think Nishikori made it this far is because in the third round, he got to play Battle of the Backhands, and he got he, he got he got the his Powerball picked and got put against Steve Johnson, yeah. who has like and you talking about it. oh he got that nice nice backhand on the grass. He does. And he doesn't get some most, but you Nishikori's backhand is world class. So that slice that Stevie put up, yeah, Nishikori. I know Nishikori like, didn't get no sleep. Yeah, Nishikori was like, he was like, I'm gonna eat your backhand up. So anyway, yes, yes. Uh, but I think Kukushkin will pull the upset there, and he will meet Federer in the court. Gotcha. See, I have I I, I selected the 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 query Nadal 
and I actually do have Nishikori meeting Federer. I, I, Kukushin, nice run, but I, I think that Nishikori is, has got a little bit extra for okay. him. I, I, I see him coming through. Now, honestly, of all of those matchups, the one that I see being the toughest mm-hmm. is Roger versus Berrettini. Berrettini ain't no joke. He, he is, and, right? And right now, I don't know that they've met. And that scares me. Uh, that really, really, really scares me. Because Berrettini might come out there with that Vaseline and with them gloves on and throw some Hail Marys on Roger. It might right. surprise him. So I'm hoping that that's not going to be a crazy, weird upset. I'm, of course, picking Roger. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be stupid like I've done before. Yeah. <laughs> but I do see that being a very... Very tough match for Roger Federer to get through because Berrettini is running on some mad confidence right he now. He is, and I wonder if there'll be any kind of you know if they haven't played before. Like, okay, I'm playing Roger Federer on center court at Wimbledon, right? You know, right. I, I just don't know if any of that will seep in. I think it will early that. on, but I think he will end up finding his game, and I just see him making a rough time of it for Roger to close him out. Because mind you, that's what happened with uh, Schwartzman on the last round. Because I believe Schwartzman had him pretty much dead to rights. I think he had had him uh, maybe up a break in the third or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and and then Bertini was like, "No, nah, little man, nah, <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't done, bitch, no." <laughs> and, and so when you can scrap back on Schwartzman, right. that's that that shows a level of confidence that is really yeah. extra. So. I just, you know, like I said, I do predict Roger will win, but it's going to be a very, very tough match. Right. I just, there is a huge difference, though, with Federer and Schwarzman, of course. Yes. I want to see, <laughs> yeah, I want to see how Berrettini is against somebody who has, who's attacking the Him. net. Yeah. Like yeah. Federer is. Right. I think against another baseliner, he has a little more of, a, of an advantage. Right. But, you know, Roger... Coming in with that slice backhand and keeps low on the grass. Uh, he is. Uh, I just want to see how he's going to do against yeah, that. That's yeah. going to be interesting. I, I'm, I'm with you, my man. I'm with you. So if we then take this out to the the semis and the finals, mm-hmm. um, I have in the top semi, yes, Djokovic meeting Rayonic. Okay. And in the bottom semi, I have Nadal meeting Federer. Yep. Same here. That's who I picked. That's who I have picked. And then I have Djokovic and Federer in the final. Yes. And I have Federer winning. That's where I struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Judas. I, I do feel like Roger will get past Nadal. Mm-hmm. There's just something nowadays about that Roger-Djokovic matchup that I just don't like. I uh-huh. don't like it, and I just feel like he's kind of in his head. And honestly, I... As much as I wouldn't want to, I, I I feel as though Djokovic will win over Roger. So that's my pick. I am hoping, Judas, that um, <laughs> Roger is able to pull it out because I think he's got a much better shot of beating Djokovic at Wimbledon than the U.S. Open. Fair point. That is, and I'm hoping that's in his mind, and I hope he's like, let me go ahead and secure this bag here right. before getting over to the U.S. Open, where I may not have as easy of a, uh, an opportunity. Well, quietly, let me just let me just say this, and 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 Federer is going to have all that he can handle getting to the semis and battling Nadal. Mm-hmm. Nadal is Nadal, after that whole Curios thing. 
I think Nadal has a level of anger inside of him just <laughs> yeah. because of all that drama, which he doesn't like. Because you know, Nadal is very, you know, very soft spoken, very quiet. He'll, right. So the fact that he had to deal with all that drama and that annoyance, mm-hmm. I think that has put him really on top of his game. I am nervous for Federer, even in that semifinal. Because I feel like the dog might get out there and be like, I'm going to swing for the fences, bitch. Ain't scared of you right now. <laughs> and, you know, and again, we can't remember. Just a month ago, he did play Federer, and, and he jolly-whopped him pretty good. On clay. On clay, right. On clay, as he should. Right. But I just feel like the dog... Yeah, he's got he's got an edge to him right now because of that whole curios thing. I think he's gonna come out swinging. So what I just I, know we're gonna be in for some good matches. Right what now. I am hoping is yeah. that uh, prior to the French Open, uh-huh. Federer had beaten Nadal five straight times. Yes, and yes, so and and Federer is obvious is can compartmentalize that loss yes. at the French Open and say, okay, Nadal is the greatest player ever on clay. There's no shame in losing in the semifinals of the French Open to him. Right. I think he will feel very different. At Wimbledon, and this—the thing that I think a lot of us are excited about—is this will be the first time that Federer will have played Nadal at Wimbledon since he's got the new backhand. Very true. And Very true. Um, so, anyway, yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think it's going to be a great match. I do think um, Nadal is playing with a different level of aggression yes. than he's played with in the past. Um, but uh, popcorn. That's popcorn. Popcorn. popcorn match. You can say popcorn. Popcorn. So, um, I need to drink some of this Gatorade right here. Uh, you want to take us through the uh, the women? Yes. Then we'll go ahead and start off with women because there's a whole bunch of juice on the on the women's side. I mean, just a lot of very, very interesting things and developments. And, you know, with all of that being said, though, if you compare it to, like, the French and some of the other Grand Slams, it's actually been a little bit more stable, if mm-hmm. you want to say. I mean, you know... Of course, we've got our, you know we've got the golf story, and we right. will, we will definitely talk about that more. But overall, a lot of the people that we kind of assumed would would make make their seating have kind of done so, sort of. So let's go, we'll go ahead and start at the okay. top, right? Um, so we've got you know Barty's quarter, mm-hmm. and you know she's done what she needed to do and has made it into you know the fourth round. Is there anything up there that you saw as being a surprise to you? Um, yes, mm-hmm. uh, I was very surprised to see Garbine Muguruza, who is a previous champion yes. of Wimbledon. Yes. Uh, she beat one of our queens, Venus Williams, in the final. Yes, she did. Gave her bagel in, uh, <laughs> in that last, in set. last set, which I wasn't, you know, real happy about. <laughs> but I know she wasn't real happy about going out in the first round. Yeah, Haddad Maya was uh, like, you know what? I, I don't think you're quite ready for this. And she was a qualifier and took her out four and four. So yeah, the qualifiers were doing some things to mm-hmm. me. They must they they must have felt really good about their game coming from college. <laughs> right, boy, oh boy, they 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 showed out a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I I definitely was surprised by that one. I was mm-hmm. also surprised that Donna Vecic won lost. Yes. I mean, we had just talked about her in a previous episode about she had had a really nice lead up in the grass court season, and then for her uh, to get taken out by Allison Risk, who 
once again, <laughs> she was somebody who had a good lead up. She yes. won a tournament coming mm-hmm. up. So that was almost kind of like a bad draw. Well, and we flagged that too, because mm-hmm. that was one of those first round popcorn matches that we yep. talked about. Because we were like, she, we were like, Becca's better watch out for Riss because she's flying high with confidence right, right. now. And sure enough, Ali Riss was like, bitch, move. If I scare you. <laughs> well, and, and I tell you, the, the, the other thing about, you know, that section of the draw is that the, the last match that Risk won before she, you know, uh, well, before she's now uh, matched up with Clay Barty, so the party's going to end for her. <laughs> but she took out Benchich in the round before, and boy, that's a huge win. That's a huge you know? scalp right there, brother, because I think both of us kind of had Benchich making it to, to see Barty, because again, riding on confidence, she had mm-hmm. great results on grass. So just just assume that yeah she was gonna get it done and make it there and it wasn't like it was a gimme match that was a tough match that Ali Risk had to pull out so kudos once again to you Ali Risk we are very proud of you so great great job but what has to be the biggest surprise in that quarter was when Angelique Kerber who is the defending champion Boy. went out in the second round to Lauren Davis what is that about? I, I didn't see that coming whatsoever. Apparently, Kerber didn't either. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, and but you know what? Angie tends to have issues with other counterpunchers. Uh-huh. She's so good at counterpunching uh-huh. that I think when she plays other people that can kind of get her stuff back and makes her or forces her to be more aggressive, uh-huh. I, I just think she struggles. And that's what Lauren Davis apparently did to her. She was just like, I'm going to play that game that you play, and I'm just going to play it better on the day. Uh And that's what she did, and she got that W. And honestly, being a Queen Serena fan, I was not mad at it because if you remember from the last episode, I had Kerber actually playing and beating Serena. We know you did. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. Hater. (laughs) (laughs) Because, again... Kerber against Serena, Kerber likes that matchup. Because right. Serena's the one being the more aggressive. She's the one that, right. you know, you got a Lauren Davis that can hustle, gets around the court, go get all these balls back. I think that's just a bad matchup. And 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 Lauren was like, hey, I'm going to capitalize on my opportunity. So she went out there and stole that match. So good on you, Lauren Davis. Well, I tell you, we can't get out of this quarter without mentioning the punk move. Mm. That Maria Sharapova did. Now, for <laughs> yeah, listeners, yeah. there's, I don't know, there's kind of unofficial, un, I mean, informal etiquette in tennis. Mm-hmm. And most players, if they get injured in a match and they're close enough to the end where they can still allow the other person to win versus getting it over retirement, even if they just have to just be out there on the court, that's what they typically do, Right. But what Sharapova did, and I can't remember when in a match exactly she got hurt, but she quit when she was down love five. Right. In the third set. In the third set. And that was a pump move. And don't come in a press conference afterwards talking about, well, I'm not going to keep playing to hurt myself. (laughs) It just showed to us Sharapova is who we always thought she was. And, um, you know, so... That was good for that she lost in the first round. Yeah, that was a bad move. I mean, simply put, if you are down five love, you go ahead and you get out there and you let them get them last four points and get the W. 
yes. you do not retire at five love. If no. you were going to retire, retire at one love, two love. You don't retire at five love. You go on ahead and you let your opponent get the victory. Because mm-hmm. you stayed out there that long, yep. you could stay out there for four more points. That's right. Simply stated. So, mm-hmm. Maria, that that's bad on you. Shame yep. on you. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't eat some Sheriff Cobra cookies or candy or whatever she's <laughs> selling these days. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that is that quarter. Anything else on the bottom half of that side of the draw that you saw, Bryce? Anything that lit up for you? Well, you know, honestly, the bottom half of the draw is matching up uh, exactly the way I thought it would with one exception. Okay. And that is... Um, I thought Kiki Burton's mm-hmm. would be in the quarters uh, or be in a position to enter the quarters, uh, and she's not. Uh, the fact that Mertens, Kanta, and Kvitova are the other uh, three currently um, in the fourth round in the bottom, those are the people that I picked. I do want to give uh, two kind of notes, though, in this section. Okay. Number one, shout out to our girl Taylor Townsend. Taylor! Yes, first of all, she played a really good match in the first round, and she beat Rodianova. Yep. And uh, beat her in straight sets, like 6 2, 6 3. Yes. Very solid very performance. Solid. Very happy for her. Yes. And she broke my heart in um, the next round because yes, she, she had a Did she have she a match had, point yes, on Kiki Burns? points. Oh. It hurt my heart. I was like, and Bryce, she pulled her out wide. Kiki got the ball back. All she had to do was hit a nice little drop shot into the court. Literally. All she, all kinds of court open. Match point. She hit it wide. She lost that, she lost that match point and unfortunately ended up losing second set and losing the match. It was heartbreaking. So that one is going to sting for Taylor. But do you know what? But I really hope, though, it's a motivator. I hope that so she as just well. be like with a Kiki Burton's. I I was one dumb shot away. Exactly from, from having that W. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I, I definitely wanted to highlight her, and so good on you, Taylor. And we we hope that you know this turns into even better results. You know, moving forward. Absolutely. Um, I want to once again remind the listeners that. Anna Samova lost in the second round. Right. Seventeen-year-old American who mm-hmm. was all the buzz in the French Open made it to the semifinal. Right. Another example of these young players need time to develop. It's okay. I hope nobody's That's just right. broken-hearted that they were thinking Anna Samova was going to go and be in the finals of Wimbledon now. <laughs> right. Right. You know. No, no, she is a young player, a very good player. Very bright future. There is nothing wrong with this loss. Nothing wrong with it at all. So, Anna Samova, you keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Keep staying positive and keep uh, just keep fighting and keep practicing because your star is bright. So, I did not see that as being a, a bad loss whatsoever. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, folks, don't put pressure on these young kids, man. Let them, let them do their thing. Right. But I can't get out of this quarter without... You talking about somebody that got Sloan Stevens singing some Ghetto Boys right now, talking about my <laughs> mind's playing tricks on me. Joanna Conta is not Listen. scared of Sloan Stevens. She was like, I ain't scared of you, sister, whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. They have played four times in 2019, and Joanna Conta <laughs> is 4-0. She's like, Sloan, anybody scared you, girl? Uh, I tell you, Bryce, though, I have to say, 
she that was a good match. It was Sloan a good match. actually because remember I was remember I was kind of on Sloan. I was like, mm-hmm. you need to be more aggressive. You need to you know you can't be just out there trying to counterpunch on grab. Right. She actually came out that first set and she was swinging. Mm-hmm. She was swinging well and she ended up taking that first set and she was doing well in the second set as and. and I don't know exactly what happened, but it just seemed like Joanna Conta was just kind of like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. Thanks <laughs> on you. Yeah. And she started swinging harder, and I guess Sloane just couldn't quite keep up with the pace. Or I don't know, maybe she may have reverted a little bit back into that defensiveness. But all I know is Joanna Conta was just like, after she took that second set, <laughs> she was like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> the Conta Bakery is hungry. <laughs> I got some bread for you. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Gave Sloan that breadstick in the third set, Ooh, and just, just me. And Sloan was not happy about it either because that handshake got the net. It wasn't a bad handshake, but you right. could tell she was just like, "Bitch, I hate you." <laughs> Look, Sloan, go ahead and start preparing for your wedding or whatever. Uh, <laughs> But, you know. That was all right, Sloan. You're about to get back on the hard courts, and that's where you shine. That's where you can really get your game right. So don't get married. Get your mind right and get yourself ready for those next half of the year. Because regardless of us clowning on you, I absolutely love you, love your game, and want you to do big things this fall. So let's come on with it. And 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 hopefully you can you can figure out the Joe Conta riddle and put some things back on her come this fall. Hopefully. Uh Fingers crossed. So with that. How about that other uh, side of the draw, Bryce? So we've got uh, that one Buster quarter. <laughs> yeah. And it is the Buster quarter uh, with Svitolina, Pliskova. I mean, anything in there that kind of struck you or, or that you, you saw as being interesting? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, the first thing I saw is, wasn't it your prediction that... God, I hate you. <laughs> God, I hate you. That... Somebody in the top ten that definitely wasn't going to win was Fitzalina. And you know what? I'm clowning you a little bit, but honestly, when you said that, I felt the same way. Yeah. I could have I could have picked her too, even though I didn't. And but she has been getting the job done. She's been getting the job done, dude. She she's playing good tennis, man. She's playing good. She ended up getting you know a little bit of a retirement, which is all good, uh-huh. um, and into the third round, but she played a great match against Sakari, which is never an easy out, because I like Sakari's game a Me lot. Me too. So, um, so yeah, she 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 did pretty good, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump out here, because I know you're going to clown, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and get this one out the way, too. Yes, I did pick Ostapenko. <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, Shacey Way was like, you know what? <laughs> Anybody scared that half of <laughs> Shacey Way was like, you look hungry. I'm going to give you a couple of whole biscuits. Get out of here, girl. <laughs> I mean, that is shameful, Bryce. That is shameful, shameful. Is. I, yeah. Come I, on. How are you going to be the French Open champion and get two whole biscuits, don't you? I, that's off the pinko, and that's yeah. what I expected from her, actually, even though she... But but here's the thing, what I did know. Uh-huh. We knew that she had, had retired in a, yeah. in a lead-up tournament at Wimbledon, so I don't know if there were any after-effects yeah. going on. She may not have been 100%, but right. in true form, though, we should have actually seen this. I actually should have seen uh-huh. this, only because Shea Suwe ain't no Oh, no joke. No joke. Shea Suwe is tricky. Uh-huh. She got that tricky game, especially on the grass court. Yep. So shame on me for actually even, even you know, pushing that one that far. 
So kudos to Shay Sway. Right. I actually like her game a lot. Well, and props to your girl, uh, Danielle Cowley, because she she had a really nice win over Seven Stokes. Yes, she did. Yeah, very good. Made it to the third round. Couldn't quite get past Petra Martic, but, you know, gone out in three. That's that's a very decent showing. So Uh good on you, Danielle. I know that uh, hard courts is more your thing anyway. So look forward to seeing that 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 game uh, as we get into the fall season. Right. Yeah. And just like we talked about Anna Samova, uh, mm-hmm. in this section we had Vondra Sova. Yes. Right. Yes. And she was, uh, listeners, if you'll remember, she was in the French Open final just a couple weeks ago, and uh, she took an L to Bringle in in the first round, and just like I said. Let these youngsters develop. Uh, That's right. Uh, I know she's not feeling great about going from the finals to losing in the first round, but hey, that's what happens at this stage in your career. Exactly. But other than that, you know, I think this quarter pretty much stayed to form because it was such a bust a quarter. Exactly. Exactly. So you've got, you know, you've got Pliskova in there, Stidalina's up in there. So, I mean, you know, that's, 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 that's all good. How about that last quarter, though, Bryce? That oh. was the monster uh, monster quarter that we talked about, which, honestly, you talked about has skimmed out. My God. <laughs> well, let me start off with two people that I told you was going to skim out. Mm. And um, mm. the first one we're going to start with <laughs> is your girl, Naomi Osaka. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you, you know, Putin's neighbor was like, you know what? I don't know how many times I got approved to these tournament organizers for them not to put you in my section. Because it's good night for you. I mean, she beat her in straight sets. Oh, Bryce. Bryce. Putin Sable is, to me, the definition of having a jar of Vaseline (laughs) ready and available at all times against Naomi Osaka. She was like... Ain't nobody scared of you. We about to go in here and get our scrap on. Right. And you're not going to be ready for what I'm bringing to you. <laughs> I, it just, she is, she is, I'm sorry. She ain't scared of Naomi. She like, yes, put her in my side of the draw. Right. I don't even care where we at. Put her there because I'm all up in her mental. Right. I mean, broke, Dude. Her, broke her spirit to her. <laughs> she couldn't even do a press conference. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she's just like, no. I'm out, y'all. No. <laughs> I ain't talking to y'all. Right. That's just bad, man. I, I know. Oh. I know uh, Sasha is like, I mean to say I told you so, but. I'm, I, I, Bryce, and I don't mean to comment on this, and you know, because I love me some Naomi Osaka, but in truth, her results have, have to me, it's a direct correlation. Oh, yeah. When Sasha left the camp, mm-hmm. her results started getting a lot more erratic. Exactly. And impractical. Mm-hmm. And again, Sasha worked with Serena Williams. He knows that champion's mentality, ethic. He knows all of that. Mm-hmm. He was pushing that. Yep. And Naomi basically was like, I don't want that. I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. Right. But she let him go. You are now seeing the results of that. Mm-hmm. So to me, I just... I. You know, I just really wish, really wish that she had had enough wherewithal to be able to fight through that and keep him on and just work through it. Because like I said, I just, she will rebound because she'll get back to her surface that she's more comfortable Mm -hmm. with. But I do not believe, 
I, I just question whether or not she's going to really be able to be at that top level because uh-uh. of Sasha. Because I think Sasha just brought that champion's coaching style. Right. And and he knew it. He lived it. He was in that camp for what? Almost a decade. Yep. He was with Serena a long time. Yep. You don't give that something like that up. You just nope. don't. And and so I, I you know, I, I I hate to be so judgmental, but I'm just it's disappointing for me with Osaka because I'm such a big fan of hers. But regardless, she's done at Wimbledon. She probably don't want to see no more grass ever. Right. <laughs> no, who she don't want to see no more of is Putin Saber. That's who she don't want to see no more of. I would love to see them on hardcore, though. I need to see that battle to see if she's going to be able to come back and get some revenge. Cause yeah, because this is a whole Joanna Conta, you know, this is Stevens mental. type thing. This is right. mental in my eyes. So that one will be interesting to see. And then another loss in that quarter, which I – look, I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all going to recognize I don't have nothing against these folks. I'm only telling you what I see. Uh-huh. And that uh-huh. is Madison Keys. Ain't never gonna win nothing until she get that head right. Until, that's right. And there's once again no reason why she shouldn't have that she should have lost her title. Exactly. No I, reason at all. I go back to what I had said before. Again, thinking about Naomi with um, Sasha. Same thing with Madison Keys, and in my opinion, Lindsay Davenport. When that whole thing broke up, I just feel like, and it wasn't a negative breakup like the Osaka Sasha was, uh-huh. but I just feel like she needed someone like a Lindsay in her coaching box to really be able to lead her to more consistent, better results. And without having Lindsay there, it's just, it to me just feels like Keys is very susceptible to an L, and that's what we saw in that match against her Uh-huh. We, we did. Disappointing. And- but not surprising. But not surprising. Right. Yeah. So, now I just want to call out a couple of first round uh, surprises, if you will. Yeah. First one would be Sabalenka. Yes. This time last year, she was beating the skunk off of people, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and this year, I don't know, she just hasn't had the same level of success. So. I think it might just be that sophomore slump. I still actually believe in her. I think that grass may not be her surface yet. I do think that with all her power, she should mm-hmm. do better right. on this surface. So I feel like she might be kind of like what we were talking about with your CC Foss and those other ones. She just needs a little bit of time to develop that game. But overall, I see her I see her being able to spank up on some folks in the next few years come grass season. Right. Just not right now. She's still young. Like right. she is. You know, she's, she is. she's not as young as the teenagers. But she's still young enough in, in her career that she, she can make some big strides in the right. next few years. So. But, yeah, that one did surprise me. That was a little surprising, as well as Caroline Garcia losing in the first round. Yeah. Now, I know she's French and all that, but <laughs> I know the French like bagels and all, but she took that 646 love from Ooh, Jane. That was very, very surprising for me. Of course, as you know, I have predicted her to go far in my draw. I Actually, do remember that. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, my predictions were just awful for this Wimbledon. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> but that's all right. I still believe in Caroline Garcia. I think she has a fantastic game. I don't know what exactly happened to her on the day, but, yeah, she apparently looked hungry and needed to eat. So, Zang was like, I can I can, I can, can oblige you. So, here, <laughs> right. here's your bagel. <laughs> Yes, cinnamon. <laughs> now I ha- I have to fess up. In, in my draw, yeah, I had Sophia or Sonia. I don't know what she wanted to be called. Uh, <laughs> Kenan, yeah, 
I had her going for her, but she ended up losing in the second round to Yastrzemska. Yeah, yeah. Yastrzemska's got a good game, a real strong game, and uh-huh. she's showing that because, I right. mean, she's made it now to the, to the fourth round. Um, so she's another young talent that's just, you know, bringing some good stuff to the court. So good on her for, for getting those Ws, man. Had, had a big stage by Wimbledon. Can't be mad at that whatsoever, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. But, Bryce, you know we got to go on ahead and get to the big one. We got to get to the one because it's it's just – it's mania right now. And mm-hmm. that first-round matchup with Venus Williams yep. against Coco Goff. Yep. Folks, I told y'all, I didn't want to see that matchup. Yeah. I didn't want to see it, but I had to watch it. Yep. <laughs> had to because you got to support the sisters. Right, right. And I'm trying to tell you, I was shocked. I was shocked because Coco Goff went out there and she was like, Venus, I love you. And yeah, you my idol, but bitch, I ain't scared of you. (laughs) I ain't scared of you. And my parents done brought me up right. I'm going to tell you what, Bryce. I love Corey and Candy Goff. Mm -hmm. I love them parents. Ooh, I love them parents. Me too. Ooh, I love them. Because they got a good head on their shoulders and they are raising just a fantastic young lady. And I just, I just, I just love this entire story. Right. It was so disappointing to me that she had to, you know, take it out on Venus, mm-hmm. but she did, and she was just like, "Oh my God!" And to me, I still get chills when I the handshake and when she was just telling Venus how much of an inspiration right. she was. It just, it just made me feel good, man. It yeah. made me feel good. How did that match? What did that mean to you? Well, you know what, Isaac, for, and I'm not sure where all of our listeners are in terms of understanding the story, but (laughs) uh, I want to give a little background. So this Coco Goff that we're talking about, she is a 15-year-old African-American, and I guess it's appropriate to use the word girl in this case. Um, Now, she's one of these prodigies that we, I mean, I, I... I think I first heard about her when she was 10. Yes, right? same here. Yep. And, um, you know, she has <laughs> she has the absolute perfect supporting cast around her. Mm-hmm. Not only does she have the physical build at 15 to compete, yes. not only does she clearly have that almost like Serena-type competitive drive, yes. she has two ex-athlete parents mm-hmm. that are all in behind her. And they seem just like awesome people. Yes. Um, She is with the same management team as Roger Federer and has already (laughs) nailed an endorsement that he has with that, what, Barilla Pasta Company. company. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't do much better from an agency standpoint. Right. She has come up in the Montagu Tennis Academy Tennis Academy, which right. is Serena's. Which is Serena's coach. Coach, yeah. right? Yeah. So from a coaching standpoint, she's got the best background. Yes. And when it came to the 2019 Wimbledon, once again, before tournaments start, you have people that are not ranked high enough to get directly into the main draw. So they save a couple of spots for what they call qualifiers. Right. And what they do is they typically have a pre-tournament. And based upon the number of qualified positions they have in the main draw depends on how many people they take from the results of the qualifying yep. tournament. Yep. Coco Goff wasn't even in line to get into the qualifying tournament. They gave her a wild card to just, just get in the qualifying tournament. Right. She got in there. She got matched up with the number one seed in the first round. Mm-hmm. She beat her in straight sets. Yes. She beat... 
whoever in the, the second, second round. round yeah. And then the third and final round, whoever that chick was she played, she gave her two breadsticks. Yeah, she was like, you need to move out the way because I got a spot in the main draw that I'm trying to get. <laughs> right. Cystic move. So before we even get mm-hmm. to her playing Venus in the first round, she's already surpassed expectations by winning all the way through in a dominant fashion yes. in the qualifying tournament. Correct. So then, if you'll remember in the last episode, the preview episode, Isaac and I were so brokenhearted to see that Venus was drawn to match up with Coco Goff in the first round. Yes. I think we both felt that, you know, Coco may go out there and do her thing, but the experience of Venus Williams at Wimbledon particularly that she would pull it out. We know Venus, she, she was going to make it dramatic, you know, and it probably wasn't going to be a straight set win. Right. But nonetheless, we kind of felt like she was going to pull it out. Right. And my goodness, that girl, Coco Goff, she got out there and she she had more fight in her than I thought she had. Yes, she did. And she, I liked when she said before the match, you know, she, it was a dream to her. She was so excited just to play Venus, but she thought that winning what she'd like even more. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think this has happened probably in each one of the matches Coco has played. Yes. The pressure is not on Coco. No. She's no, already no. gone well beyond what she was expected to do. Absolutely. The pressure is on the veterans. Yes. Because yes. they're expected to win. And here's this person that they've kind of been watching on the side courts, but they really don't know how to play her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they just... There's a lot of pressure there, and I think that that pressure did get to Venus. It definitely got to uh, the person that she played in the last round, which was that, um, what was her name? Her, her Cox? Her Cox. Yeah, her Because yeah. her game, very interesting. I mean, she came out trying to do all the slicing and dicing, and, and it just goes to how incredible of a competitor that Coco got mm-hmm. because she got frustrated. She didn't know what to do. Oh, girl was slicing and dicing and bringing this weird game to her. But you know what she did, Bryce? She figured it out. Mm-hmm. She worked on the fight. And this is, to me, why I do not like, and, and we'll treat this for another episode, I do not like coaching. I don't like when people can get coached. Because to me, that is a prime example of where you have a champion right. who figures it out. Right. She was down. She didn't know how to play her. She was like, what am I doing? Okay, let me level set. Let me figure this out. And right. that's what she did. And that, to me, is what is so amazing. Mm-hmm. 15 years old. Right. To be able to be in the middle of a match and be down and be able to figure out, okay, I need to change up my game style mm-hmm. so I can so I can win, so I can get up on her. And that's exactly what she did. And you know, this. one of the things she did that she changed, which I was glad because I think she received some bad coaching on this, mm-hmm. is she was going to the slice way too much in the beginning. Yes. Now, the backhand slices made sense to me because they were kind of trading on it. Yes. Coco Golf should not be hitting any forehand slices out there. No. That was horrible coaching. Her game is to drive through the ball, and she needed – her forehand is already kind of suspect a little bit, right? You don't need to be confusing that with having her slice forehand. Correct. Um, so while I thought it was a good move for her to, to – to be able to trade slice backhands, no, I was getting very frustrated for it. And if you notice, when she started turning things around, she started she hitting, started through, hitting the ball. through the ball. Exactly. Right. And so yep. I was really, really impressed to see her make that change. Just, you know? just incredible in my mind. Just, just overall, 
that's a champion's mentality there. Being right. able to figure something out and implement it. Yep. She did both of those things in that match and got that W. And Bryce, I don't know about you, I had chills when she got that, when they got to match point yeah. and she won that thing. Yes. When they showed the, I don't know what you want to call it, Hinman Hill, Murray Hill, and you, yeah. call, you saw them folks, they went bonkers. They were crazy. They were cra- hugging and falling on each other. I got my giggle on. Oh. I was, I had chills, dude. And like, in some of the tweets that she has gotten, she she says she got tweets from uh from Tina Knowles, Beyonce Mama. Uh-huh. Um, she got she got a tweet from Michelle Obama. You better not trip. Right. You better not trip. Right. There's some good stuff going on here, folks. This actually reminds me a lot of when Venus came on the scene. Agreed. It reminds me a whole bunch of when Venus came on the scene. Now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh I fully expect for her to get jolly by <laughs> Simona Halep in the next round. And, and and let me tell you what, this is not me trying to be supportive of Coco Golf, but when you talk about solid people at the top of the game, yeah. Halep is one. I mean, I may not be a huge fan of hers, but her game, her is, game is extremely tight. solid. Her game right? is tight. Yeah. And if and and I think Coco will have to be on her A plus 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 game just to have a chance to win. And I don't see her if she loses to Halep as being a bad thing at all. God, the no, fact that she's made one. it to the fourth round of one, nobody nobody no. would have predicted this mm-hmm. before the tournament, right? So she's already had a successful run. I just want her to go out there have fun. You know, maybe Simona will be off that day. Maybe Simona will be a little nervous I'm about playing somebody yeah, so I was young. about to say, I'm actually picking the upset. Because Are you? I really? Think, I think that Simona, even though I they did an interview and Darren Cahill was like, oh, she's going to thrive and blah, blah, blah. We right. have seen Simona be very mentally fragile in we the have. past. We and have. I just feel like playing a 15-year-old who is extremely solid, if yeah. Coco brings the same game, and the same mindset that she brought against Venus, whoever she played in the second round, and against Hercock, I absolutely feel like the nerves are going to get to Halep, and she is going to take that L. I am picking golf to win this Really? I am picking golf. The reason why I'm picking Halep is because the three people that golf has played Mm -hmm. um, are all players that give a bunch of unforced errors. Right. And she has benefited a lot from that. I don't know. Now, granted, if if Halep is off her game, right. then it could be the same situation. This is where I think the Halep match will be different. I think Halep is, it will be steady enough. I think Halep will break down that forehand. And probably more importantly, Halep now has three matches at Wimbledon on tape of right. watching. Right. Uh, right. So it, it shouldn't at this point be no surprise, surprise about what surprise. she's bringing right. to the table. Right. Uh, now, let me be very clear. I want Goff to win. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, <laughs> behind Serena, yeah. I want Goff to win the whole thing second. Right? And then I have Barty third. Yes. Uh, Goff sneaked in there yeah, between, yeah. Barty, between Barty, Barty and Serena. There but you go. that's just a real... I just... Uh, I, we'll see. I got you. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I just feel like that pressure, that that because to me, Coco Goff, is British. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the love that she right. is getting from the British fans is inspiring. It's, it's, it is just, it, like I said, it gives me chills. When when she won and I saw just how those folks reacted, they love some Coco Golf. And to me, I just feel like that's an intangible. It's kind of like the Seattle Seahawks and the 12th man. 
you know how they get kind of crazy. Right. I just feel like the the British crowd are going to be so in support of her mm-hmm. that it's going to throw someone off. And mind you, this ain't her this ain't her best surface either. It isn't. You're so correct. I just feel like there are just these little intangibles that are going to make for a great upset. So I yeah, wow. I just I know man, crazy man. That's why I'm loving this Wimbledon dude. I'm telling you what, it's so good. I cannot wait tomorrow to just wake up and plant myself <laughs> in front of the TV. <laughs> And have my popcorn right? and watch all the Johnny Whopping going on all yes. day long. Yes, yes. So, Bryce, so we've gone through our ladies. What are some of the predictions that you have? Okay, so quarterfinals. Yeah. I'm predicting, if we're starting at the top, mm-hmm. that we're going to get what we've been looking at from day one. Yes. I think we're going to have Barty against Serena. Well, at least you were looking at that because I picked her. But anyway... <laughs> Sorry, Serena, I'll never die. No shade. I I forgot about that. Um, And then um, at the bottom of the top half, I have Mertens against Conti. Nice, nice. I, okay, so I have three of the four. I have Barty against Serena, Uh and I actually have Mertens against Kvitova. I just, I I love me some Gianna Conta, but Kvitova is not to be messed with on the rest. That that woman can swing. She mm-hmm. got two Wimbledon championships, and it's going to take a lot for content to get past Kvitova. I do not see that happening. While she can spank up on Sloan all day and night, Kvitova going to be like, no, nah, have fun. <laughs> I am not Sloan Stevens. I am not Chocolate City. I, I, am, I am the real deal. I got a couple of these, so you're going to really have to bring it. I just think she's going to show up a little bit short. I okay. see three sets, but I, I see Kvitova coming up. Okay. How about I, that bottom half, bro? Uh, bottom half, uh, I'll start off with the person who you think is not going to do anything, uh, Svitolina. I think she'll be in the quarters against Pliskova. Yes. And then, uh, Halep, uh, you know, because uh, I have her beating golf. Yeah. Against Yastrzemska. Yastrzemska. Yeah. I have, I, yeah, I have gyms. I'm, I'm back on the gyms wagon. Gyms, all right. So I got Svitolina versus Pushkova. I do feel like that's going to happen. Um, again, I think Corey Goff and I think Yastrzemska. And um, I, I just, I think Corey, I think Coco is going to make some things happen. Oh, all right. I, I all do. Right. I do. I do. So if we round it out, yeah. I think the semifinals will be Serena versus Kanta mm-hmm. and Pushkova versus Halep. And then I think the finals will be Serena versus Pliskova. And I have Serena finally tying um, Margaret Court for 24. Gotcha. Nice, nice. Okay. What you thinking? Well, um, of course, I see Serena get into the semis, and I see her battling Kvitova. And I do see her, of course, getting past Kvitova. Um, on the other side, um, I see uh, Pliskova uh, versus Golf. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. But I, I do feel like at that point, that's where the story will likely end. And I do think that uh, Pliskova will make the final. It would be Serena against Pliskova, and I see Serena taking number 24. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Coco, if you can go further, please do so. <laughs> well, you know, that that was a really nice review of the men's and the women's draw. And I know we typically don't talk a lot about doubles, but mm-hmm. I wanted to specifically bring up the mixed doubles draw. Got to do it. Because we have both of our queens playing <laughs> in there. So if you haven't been keeping up, listeners, uh, in the mixed doubles draw, we have 
Sir Andy Murray, although not playing in singles, and although he and, and no longer doubles. <laughs> right, no longer in the men's doubles. He, I know my hoot's smiling. Anyway. <laughs> he's playing with Serena Williams. Yes. And uh they looked really good yesterday. Ooh, boy, uh, oh boy. Apparently really, really their opponents needed to get fed, and you don't typically feed folks in doubles or right. mixed doubles. So they right. were like, Yeah, take this breadstick and get on out. Exactly. Get out. And we also have the soul team of Venus Williams <laughs> and Francis Tiafo playing together. And they looked really good in their first round match. They did. They did. Apparently, you know, Serena was like, look, Tiafo, I ain't going to play with you no more because, <laughs> you know, you didn't get that uh, Hotman Cup right. But Venus was like, I got you back. I got you back. So <laughs> I, I pass you on to Venus. Exactly. I pass you on. So go on, take, go on, get it with the system. And, you know, the only thing that I think we're looking for in this draw is – they have a potential of those two teams meeting in the semifinal. Right. So we're hoping that happens. May the best team win, That's and right. one of them makes it to the final. Absolutely. We want them to just go far and, and do their thing because, you know, love the fact that Andy Murray is back. Uh, love the fact that, again, Tiafo and Venus are playing together, sister brothers. I mean, come on now. You can't, you can't help but support that. So, and let's not forget before. that we had another kind of soul team. Uh -huh. it, had, it had a little more cream in the coffee, <laughs> but we had Coco Golf playing right. with Jay, Jay Clark. Clark. That's right? right. That's right. Jay Clark, what's up, dog? Yeah. So, yeah. But um, they took that L in the first round. So yeah, that uh, was disappointing. I'm still kind of happy for Golf because I do want her to focus on those singles, you know? Right. But but Jay Clark, and and mind you, we need to just give a shout out to him as well because he played Roger. Federer, very he, nice. He did. He did. Very nice match. Good job, Jay. That's right, Jay. Keep it up, brother. We got your back. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think, you know, the first week has been a great week. Uh, tomorrow, Manic Monday is going to be insane. Just another Manic Monday. All right, friends. <laughs> uh, but we're, um, you know, we're going to come back at you next week with a review of the final results. Yes. Of the French Open. And we're going to reintroduce our hot topics. we got a couple of things we're anxious to talk to you Ooh, about. Thing be good, y'all. But until then... We want to continue to remind you that we'd love for you to join our online family. Uh, you can find us just about anywhere. Our handle is Brothers on Tennis, and that's spelled B-R-U-T-H-A-S on Tennis. And I don't care whether you go to iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, You'll find us there. We are there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and don't just go there. That's right. Don't just listen to the episodes. Help us out and, and, and build our following. Like us. Follow us. Even more importantly, if you can take just a few minutes to write a quick review, that really helps us a whole bunch. Absolutely. So, Please do, folks. So with that, uh, enjoy the tennis next week. Uh, signing off, this is your boy Bryce. Hey, this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Have a good one, everyone.